The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in the Nishmat of Ram ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tenihin began Aydin Amen. Today's daf is being studied in the Fuash Shidama Yosef ben Sarah. We begin today's daf on Ayin Vav Amud Beit, two lines from the bottom, starting with the words Vachamim Omrim Bame Devarim Amunim Bemumin Shabbaseter. We learned in our Mishnah that if a lady has Mumin <coughs> blemishes, <coughs> so that's a reason for the husband to come along and say that Mekah Taut and he could uh, he could want out. So the Mishnah said. That this is only talking about over where he can claim a mekah ta'ud b'mumin shebaseter on uh, blemishes that are hidden. But if they were obvious, if they were mumin shebagalu, so he saw them. So therefore, we could assume that what he was mohel and he married her anyway. So the kibbutz Amar of Nachman v'nichte epilepsy k'mumin shebaseter dame. Epilepsy is considered a mum shebaseter, which means it's hidden. So Gibra qualifies. That's only talking about where the epilepsy comes from time to time, and therefore the lady has warning, and therefore she can cover it up from the husband. And therefore it's considered Mumim Shibaset, which means she knows she's having an epileptic attack, so she can hide it. However, but if there's no uh, set time for the epilepsy, which is, can come any time, so it's Kimumim Shibagalui Dame. Because um, obviously the husband will uh, will see it, they'll find out that she can't cover it up because it just comes uh, sporadically. So therefore it's considered Mumim Shibagalui, and therefore the husband married her anyway, so then it must be his Muhail, and he doesn't care. Look at that top Nafin Laaris. Right, that's the sickness that causes people to fall to the ground. Ve'yishlo zman lavo k'vinche baset and the fish in his head beyom zmanam b'latzet ben aberiot. On the day that she knows she's going to have an epileptic attack, she doesn't go out. So therefore, it's mumin inche baset. Comes the next mishnah. Ha'ish shenolat bo mumin. Okay, now we're going to reverse. Let's say the husband has mumin and kofin oto leotzi. So in this case over here, we do not force him to divorce. We learned early in the Gemara, a Sevara, that a lady is a little more uh, tolerant of the mumin of the husband than the husband the mumin of the wife. Based on the sitar that said, She's a lady who's just happy to be married. She enjoys the uh, companionship. So therefore the Mishnah says that if uh, he has mumin, so therefore we do not force him to divorce. That's all talking about you know, minor mumin. But if they consider major mumin, which we'll see the Gebra will explain one of those, then of course you force him to divorce. Comes the Gebra now says, Rav Yehuda Tani Noldu Hayabarav Tani Hayu. Which means when the Mishnah says, Ha'ish Noldubo, so we have two Girsaot over here. One Girsaot of Rav Yehuda is Noldu. Noldu means that they, they, they came when, 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 she, when he got married, there was no Mumin. The Mumin developed. Noldu, they developed after the marriage. And the second Chita says, 
Hayu. No, Hayu means they're already from the beginning, before the marriage. And now the Gemara explains. According to the opinion that says, that Nuldu, which means that when they got married, nothing was there, and it just developed after the marriage, and still we're saying that even though it's, new, it's a new item that she wasn't expecting, still we do not force him to give a divorce. Kulshikein Hayu. Or the more so, if she went into the marriage and the guy had the mumin already, so certainly she saw them, the kasabra, the kibla, which is she saw them, and she accepted them. So if you say noldu, there's no divorce, call chicken on hayu. hayu, but according to the says no. That davka, there's no divorce, you don't force a divorce when they were there from the beginning. Aval noldu, no. But if it was Nodu, they developed a new, a new moon after the marriage. And that she is going to say that uh, we do force the husband to give a divorce. That's the Mahlokan among the uh, Hakamim. So Gibran says, Tenan, Amar Aban Shimon Gamliel. Aban Shimon Gamliel taught now Mishnah. Bameh Devarim Amurim Bimumim Kitanim. When is this all said over here that we say that the husband, we don't force him to give a divorce? That's only talking about where he has minor mumin. But if he has major mumin, <coughs> we force him to give a divorce. Now the Gemara analyzes. Which means, if you're going to say that the Mishnah is talking about a case of Nodu where he developed the mumin. So that way I understand Hainu Deshani ben Gedolim Niktanim. Now I understand what the difference is. Which is he developed mumin, so the lady's not going to tolerate any type of moon. If the mumin Kitanim, okay, she's willing to tolerate it, even though it was just newly developed. But if the mumin Gedolim, okay, she's not willing to tolerate such a thing. But according to opinion, says, no, even Hayu, which means even if, let's say, he came into the marriage with mumin, Mali Gedolim, Mali Kitanim, Hasavra Vikimla, which is bottom line, she saw what he had, and she accepted it. So then what should be the difference between Mumim Gedolim and Mumim Kitanim? If it's going into the marriage that she had, that, that he had these Mumim, she saw it and accepted it. Kibra says, no. Kasabrua, he, she, Yichola, Likabel. She thought she'd be able to tolerate them. But then she realizes it's too much. Which means, if it's a mum gadol, so when she married him, she saw the mum. She's okay, it's, it's tolerable. But later on, she come along and say, <coughs> I cannot handle this mum over, it's too, uh, too difficult. And therefore, uh, Rashbag means, even in a case where he had them before, she could still, she could still demand a divorce uh, if she cannot tolerate them after. Even though she accepted them earlier. And these following items are considered mumim gedolim, major mumim. Peresh nabat shmugam liel kegon nismit aino. If let's say God forbid, one of his eyes became uh, um, blinded, nichteayado, or one of his uh, arms became cut off, nishpera raglo, or one of his legs became severed. It marbi abba bar Yaakov amar Yohanan halacha keraban shimon ben gamliel. That what? That says that we make a difference between Mumim Gedolim and Mumim Ketanim. Which means that the only time we say that the commanded the divorce was on Mumim Gedolim. But on Mumim Ketanim, no. We're starting to come out and not make a haluk. Between Mumim Gedolim and Mumim Ketanim, so in all cases, you cannot, you don't force the husband to give a divorce. Rava Amar Rav Nachman Hachamim. Say no. Which means the husband has the right to stay married even if he has Mumim Gedolim. Actually say that the halakha follows the ban shimon ben gamliel. 
We have another statement of the Bible that says, "Bechol makom sheshana Rabban Shimon Gamliel b'Mishnatenu." Any time you have the Shita of Rabban Shimon Gamliel in our Mishnah, halacha kimoto, the halacha follows him. Chutz me'arev, me'arev is a case of a guarantor alone, which is a separate machloket in a different place. This sidan, sidan is a sidon, is a different machloket over there, right? Which was in Masechet Gitin. The Ra'aya Aharona, which is also, again, a Mahloket in a uh, Sanhedrin in the law of uh, testimony. It's not important to know these three cases, but the point is that Yohanan said that in these three cases, that even though normally any time Rashbag is in the Mishnah, the Alakha is like him, except in these three cases. So what's the, what's the problem? Which means that Yohanan, why would he have to go out of his way to say, We know already you said, Alakha is like Rashbag in every place except these three. So why would the Yohanan go out of his way in this case of the Mumim Ketanim to say, Oh, you should not have like Rashbag? Must be the Yohanan. <coughs> Never said it, because he can rely on his original uh, statement that he had. So the Gemara says, It's actually Mahlukt Amura'im, what the Yohanan said, which means, if you have the Shita that says that the Oz HaKlashbag in all cases except for the three, okay, then you don't, have, you don't need the other statement that says Rakal HaKlashbag in our Mishnah. But if you have the statement that says Rashbag is in our uh, Mishnah, you don't have the other statement of Halakha is always like Rashbag except for the three. So then it was Mahlukt Amura'im, exactly what statement the Yohanan indeed said. But either one, Holds that Allah has like the bunch of the hill that does make a haluk between Mumim Gedolim and Mumim Ketanim. Comes the Mishnah, the Elu Shikufin Oto Leotzi. Now there's certain Mumim that everybody agrees that you force the husband to divorce. What are they? Mukachin, which is let's say he has boils <coughs> all over his body. Uba'a al Fudifus. Then what I will explain, what is a Ba'al Fudifus? The Mekamets. Mekamets, the Gemara will explain this also. The Mitzaref, wait for the Gemara as well. Nehoshet. The Bursi. And somebody has a tanner of leathers. The common denominator in all these people, they smell. And therefore, the wife can demand a divorce, and the husband must divorce in this case. Ben Shayu Nisu, whether... This was their trade before they got married. She knew what she was getting into. Or whether it developed after the marriage. Because he got these jobs after the marriage. And all these Abimeir said, Even though, let's say, he made a condition. Which, listen, you know, we're getting married. I mean, not that I have this job over here that uh, it's a smelly job. She's able to say at a later time, I thought I'd be able to handle it. But I, I see that I can. But she's even a condition doesn't matter. She's able to say later on that uh, it's, it's too much. You can break it. Exactly. So comes again, Mashnan says, No, if already condition was made, then she's stuck. She's forced uh, to stay in. Except in a case where the husband is a mukachrin. In that case, it's to reverse. To his benefit, we force the lady to accept the divorce. Why? Because she's going to cause him that his skin is going to shed as a result of tashmish. And if, in the case where, let's say, there's a guy's in Mukachrin, and she's good, she says, oh, I'll stay married. We say, no, no, no. In this case over here, we force the lady 
to receive a, a, a divorce, even if she doesn't want to. Why? Because it's detrimental for them to be married. Because every time they have tashmish, it causes his skin to, to shed, as was said. And she says, Lashon hamik besaro. Because skin sheds because of tashmish, so it's to his benefit. Maaseh besidon, there was a story in Sidon, bebursiyahat, in a certain bursiyah, a certain tanner of leathers. Shemit. Okay, he died. Ve'ayalo ah bursi. And his brother was also a bursi, and now he felt the yibum. Hey, listen, I married your brother, but that doesn't matter to me. I want to make you boom with you. And therefore, she's able to say she wants to say halitza, even though your boom is uh, more proper. But she, that, that's a good case where she has a right to right away off the bat ask for a halitza, uh, because like I tolerated your brother was a bursi, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to tolerate uh, the other brother for the Yavam. Comes to Gibran says, My Baal Fulifus. What is this Baal Fulifus? That the Mishnah said that you forced the husband to give his wife a get. She's a certain smell that comes out of his nose. And therefore, it's, she smells basically. And therefore, she, she can demand a divorce. And it says, And he has bad breath. Then she cannot tolerate his bad breath. So again, according to this version of it, it was Shemuel that said, now the Gemaran says, Rav Aseh matni itcha. Rav Aseh has the opposite. That Shemuel was the one that said, bad breath. And the bride that was the one that said, uh, a smell from the nose. Umanah ba simana. And how you going remember this uh, reverse, reversal that Shemuel uh, said over here? So the Gemaran says, Shemuel lo pasik pume mechule pirkim. Remez. Shemuel, his mouth did not stop from this whole pedic. There's two ways of learning it. He was, he was an expert in this pedic, and he always would, his, his, his mouth was always uh, quoting this pedic, which is, or on almost every Mishnah in this pedic, Shemuel had a statement. Because Shemuel was very uh, talkative in this pedic. And that's why to remember that Shemuel reversed to bad breath. Because Pumeh, his mouth, his mouth does not stop talking in this pedic, and therefore it's a way to remember that he was a shtaret said, Rayah, hape, kontrashi, tamida yashagur befi. He's learning the first way we studied that what? This pedic was always fluent in Shemuel's mouth, so therefore, pe, pe, and therefore he's the shtaret said, Rayah, hape, comes Gibran, says, I'm a commits. Okay, what is a mikamets? My mikamets, Amar Vyuda, Zea mikamets, Suat Kelavim. So the guy, he collects um, uh, the uh, tsoah, the excrement of the dogs. And he has a smelly job again. And therefore, uh, his wife has a right to get a divorce, and you force him to give a divorce. Mechamets. So the divorce is meti, we have a contradiction from the right. Mechamets, zebursi. Uh, opposite, it's mechamets, zebursi. That's a guy that uh, does the tanning of the leather. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? V'neta'amech, according to his braita, tikshilach matnitin, you have a question from Amishnah. Ha-mechamets, v'amitsaref, nechoshin, v'amursi. The Mishnah says two different things. Mishnah says there's a mitzarev, there's a bursi. So Mishnah says two different things. Bishnah matnitin, the Gemara says, Amishnah can be answered. Lakashya, kam be bursi gadol, kam be bursi katan. Which means, you could have a, a bursi gadol, bursi katan, which is you have a small tannery house, you have a big tannery house. So if I can say, the commencement says the small one, the bursi is the big one. So therefore, it's all different levels or degrees of bursi. El Rav Yudah kasha. But according to Rav Yudah, it's a kasha. Because Rav Yudah clearly says that mitkamets uh, is a... Um, so is it which means commits is is separate. So how is he going to understand the Brayta? Which is what the Brayta says over here that uh, is a bursi. 
That cannot be working according to the Biuda. Because according to him, Mikamitz is one thing, and Busi is a, another thing. So the Gemara says, Tana'ehi. It's actually Mahluka Tana'im, what a Mikamitz is. Betanya, Mikamitz ze Bursi. Oh, that will work with the Braita. Which is good according to the Biuda. Which is, we found a Tana'a that learns Mikamitz to mean a collector of Tzu'at Kalavim. That's we'll say that the Biuda is subscribing to the opinion of that. Uh, and we have somebody that is a mitzarif nechoshet. That's something to do with copper. We'll see exactly what he does. Vabursi and also a bursi. He goes, my mitzarif nechoshet. What is a mitzarif nechoshet? The Vashe Amar hashle dude. So that she says, mehashlinu meradedin nechoshet veosin nemenu yorot. They're making copper pots. They bang the copper in a certain way to make pots out of it. And as she says, The metal, I guess, smells, the process smells. So that's what Mitzrayim Nechoshet is, making copper pots. That's actually a miner, which means he goes into the, uh, the caves or whatever it is, the, uh, the places over there on the ground, and he uh, mines Nechoshet. It's a smelly area over there, and therefore that's why he, uh, the wife uh, can demand a divorce. Tanya kibatin the rabba bar barhana ezu mitzaref. What is considered a mitzaref? Zeh mehatech nechoshet vaykaro, which is he's mining it from its origin. Amarav, Rav says a halacha. Haomer, a guy, husband comes along and says, any zam ve any mefanes. Listen, I'm not giving my wife any mizonot. I'm not giving her any panasa. She's getting nothing. So the Gemara says, yotzi. So therefore you have to force him, you have to impress upon him uh, that he has to divorce his wife and he has to pay the ketubah. So comes the Gemara and says, Azal, Rabir Azal, so Rabir Azal, I heard this halakha, Amra l'shma'te kamed Shmuel. So he said the halakha of Rav, this halakha we just said, in front of Shmuel. Amar, so when Shmuel heard this halakha, he said, Aksua sa'are le'il azar, which means, go feed um, uh, uh, sa'arid, barley, which is animal food, tel azar, which means, uh, like, you can give him animal food to eat. Uh, why? Which means, what, what kind of logic is this halakha? What are you calling this halakha for? Instead of forcing him to get divorced, force him to feed his wife. What do you want to make a divorce for? Either way, you have to force him to do something. So instead of forcing him to divorce his wife, force him to give his wife for panasa. So the Gemara says, uh, what's Rav's logic? That's right, a person you cannot demand a lady living with a snake in the same uh, basket. Which means, you see what the guy's capable of. Now you're going to force him to give Mizonot, the next day he's going to come along and take it away again. So therefore, she wants to see the guy's daddy because to take away Mizonot, you're not going to force him to give uh, Mizonot. You can just get rid of him. Because so you cannot live with a snake in the same uh, basket. Like we said at Sebara earlier, went from Babel to Eris Israel, Kisalik, he went uh, up. So he saw Benjamin That was quoting this halakha of Rav, right? The name of Rabbi Hanan, that what? That if the guy doesn't want to give Mizonot, you force him to give a divorce. So when the Benjamin Bariyafid heard this halakha, he said, Alda, on this halakha that you're quoting, Aksua Sa'ari Lil Azar They already fed the Rabbi Al Azar Bali in Babel, because of this halakha, which means. Uh, wrong halakha. Yeah, they, 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 they chastised him when he said that halakha over there because it doesn't make sense. Instead of forcing him to uh, divorce, force him to give the mizunot. So when he heard this halakha, he said, oh, this is the halakha that they, they fed the Rabbi Azar Bali in Babel. I'm going to go down my rab. I say, in me'asin, 
which is we don't force a husband to give a get to his wife unless the marriage is a marriage to somebody that is pesula, somebody that is pesula to him. Also, what's the cases? Okay, Amanal is illegal. So therefore, the halakha says you force the husband to give his wife a gift. But the Kiddushin is hal. Because this is Hibay Lavin. So we know that according to she taught that if it's only a Hisul Lav, the Kiddushin is tofes, therefore the halakha says you got to give a gift. Girusha, Bahalutsa, Lukwene Jot, or a divorcee, or a lady that got a Halutsa to a Kwene Jot, Mamzerev in Italy, Israel, or Mamzerev that married Israel, which is also considered. Isud, love, but Yisrael and Atilu Mazur, the opposite. But Yisrael that married a Mamzer. Aval, Nasa, Isha, Vishaha, Imar, Eshes, Shanim, Vilo, Yalda. Now let's say a guy was married for 10 years to a lady, then she wasn't able to give birth, and Kofin Oto. You don't force this guy to give a divorce. Now, even though it's Mazvah from to have children, but still, you don't force him to give a divorce. Because Gibran says, Even if she was married, for 10 years, she cannot have children from that husband, you force her to get divorced. What's the logic of this rabbit of Tahlifa but Avimi? Because if, as long as this guy stays married to this wife, he's not going to want to marry somebody else. And therefore, he's going to be deterred from making the mezvah of Pirurvu. So, in other words, he will force you to get rid of this wife. Now, you'll have an incentive to get married to a different wife to fulfill the mezvah. So, we have a mahlokid on a case of a lady that cannot give birth for 10 years. Are you obligated to divorce her or not? So, comes to Kabbalah and says, Tenan. Kabbalah is going to bring a proof or question from our Mishnah. The Mishnah listed the different cases where a husband is mandated to divorce his wife. And what were some of the cases the Mishnah brought? So the Gemara did not bring, the Mishnah did not bring any of these cases of the marriages that were done. Yeah. How come it only brought? The guy with bad breath, the guy with the Mukatrain wanted to bring the cases of uh, the Isud marriages. So, Good. Amishnah only listed things that the rabbis instituted, but it did not discuss things that are forbidden from the Torah, which is those illegal marriages over there. Those are issues from the Torah. Amish is only discussing the rabbinical items, including the case of uh, um, the, 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 the way, way, where the lady cannot have uh, children for more than 10 years. Amish did not list it. Why? Because the rabbis did not institute it in that. And they only listed the rabbinical things that they were all said, and they did not write the items that are asu from the Torah. However, that what? That even a rabbinical item is asur. For example, a guy married for 10 years, you tell me, and can have the rabbis won't say it. Why you put that in the Mishnah? So according to the first shita, I understand. You only put rabbinical items in the Mishnah that you force them to be, to get divorced. Alright, and rabbinical items that you don't force them, but you didn't put in the Mishnah. For example, you didn't put any of the Uraitas, and you're not going to put the case of the uh, 10 years, because in the 10 years, the rabbis never made such a gazirah. But according to you, Rav Tahlifa, that say that in the 10 years without getting children, you do force them to get married, they're divorced. And that's what the Rabbanan should have been listed in Amishnah with all the other rabbinical items that you forced them to get a divorce. So Gemara says, Amar of Nahman, Nakashya, Habimile, Habishote, which means you're right. There's a difference, but the ones in our Mishnah, when we say that you force them to get divorced, you even beat them up, which means bishute. You force them with the with the stick. 
However, the case of the guy not married for 10 years without children, you force him to get divorced verbally, which means you don't hit the, force the guy physically. So therefore, the Mishnah is only listing the cases where you use the shuteh, where you have to beat the guy to give the divorce, but uh, we don't beat the guy when it comes to the 10-year uh, situation. So the Gemara says, but Abba is a question. On the Pasuk in... I guess it is Mishleh. The Pasuk says, lo yivaser avid. Which means a Eved does not get rebuked by words. Which means you can't make your point just verbally. Which means it's not going to help try to force a guy verbally. You got to beat him. So therefore, to give a Chiduk and say, oh, the only uh, try, try to talk him into it. It doesn't work that way. So the Yabara says, Both cases, you have to use uh, physical uh, force. Also, why didn't they say it in the Mishnah? Because Hatam. Ki amra, which means by our Mishnah, ki amra vina bahadeh, which he comes along and says, listen, I want to stay shevkina na, which means the guy has bad breath, for example, which he doesn't, uh, I don't care, I I accept it, okay, yeah, so you want to accept it, we 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 let them stay. However, haka in the case of the ten years, well, let's say she cannot have children, afagav the amra vina bahadeh, she says, listen, I want to stay lo shevkina na, we don't let her stay. Why? Because if she's going to stay, it's going to deter her from getting remarried. And therefore, he's going to be limited from the mitzvah of Peru and Wood. So that's why the Mishnah doesn't list it. Because the Mishnah is only listing the cases where she has an option to say, I'm good. Are oh, you good? We don't no problem. But in the case of the marriage with 10 years without children, if she comes along and says, Listen, I want to stay, doesn't matter. You tell the husband, divorce or why? Because again, like I said, it's going to deter him from getting, ma- getting married to somebody else. And therefore, not going to have children. You know, what are you talking about? So our Mishnah is only listing cases where if the lady wants to stay, she can. That's not so, because we learned at the end of the Mishnah, we learned at the end of the Mishnah that the case of the guy that boils over his body, <coughs> she says, let's say, I want to stay with this guy, we don't let her, why? We have Mishnah, because she's going to cause him through the Tashmish to have um, his uh, flesh to become, uh, you know, uh, uh, to peel off. Oh, and we learned over there as well, we learned further, Ki Amra, even when she comes along and says, Dayarna Bahadeh, which, Viketani Hatam, and we learned regarding this case over there, Ki Amra, Dayarna Bahadeh, which means, in the other cases of the Mishnah, well, let's say she comes along and says, Dayarna Bahadeh, listen, I, I want to stay living with this guy, Bisadeh, which means with uh, with um, witnesses, shavkinana. Which means we let her. Which means like this: when it comes to the case of the mukachin, uh, um, uh, let's say she comes along and says, "Listen, what's the problem? You want me to get divorced because you don't have to speak with this guy because the guy I'm going to cause him to get uh, peeling his skin off." Fine, I'm willing to live with him, and you can put witnesses by us to make sure that I don't have uh, tashmish. I'll live with him with witnesses. In the case of the Mukatri, we say, you know what? Fine. If, that, if you're willing to do that, good. However, by the case of a girl, that lady that cannot have children for 10 years, even though she tells the rabbis, listen, let me uh, live with him with witnesses, which means I understand that we cannot have Tashmish because really I'm not uh, able to bear uh, children. So I'll just let me stay his wife with the witnesses. We don't let, so there's a difference. Why don't you let, again, because as long as she's married to him, he's not going to take another wife. And therefore, that's the Chaluk in the Mishnah. Which is in the case of the Mukachain, she can come along and say, listen, I want to stay married, but uh, witnesses. 
the sister, keep me away from the uh, Tashmish. Okay, we accept it. But she ain't If he doesn't have children for 10 years, and she comes along and says, I want to stay married. The witnesses, then we say, no, why? Because like I explained to you, because she's not going to want to, he is not going to want to take another wife, and therefore it's going to deter him from the mitzvah of Periyah Virbiyah. He could take another wife, but he's not going to take another wife on his first wife. He's married. He's happily married. There was no Shalabite issues over here. So therefore, as long as they're married, he can deter him from going with another lady. So therefore, they say, you know what? We want to force him to fulfill the Mizrah. Get rid of the first one to have kids from somebody else. Tanya, we have a bright. Amar Biyose. Sahli Zakenehad. An old man told me. Man, Jerusalem. Isrim, Arba'a, Muket, Shainin. There's 24 different type of mukach chains, 24 different type of people that have different type of boils on their body. And all of them, the rabbi said that tashmish is no good. The tashmish causes their skin to, to peel, to fall off. But the type of uh, uh, the disease that's called ra'atan, that's uh, worse than all of them. That's talking about a certain parasite, parminan, that lodges its way in the person's Moah in his head, and that causes a tremendous uh, tsar. So the Gemara says, where, where does this come from? So the Gemara says, the Tanya, we have a bright day. Let's say a person went and he didn't bloodletting, like was very uh, customarily done in the olden days. He bloodled. Vishimesh, and then he had to with his wife right after he bloodled. Havyan lo banin vitikin. He's going to have children that she says are halashim. The children is going to be weak. If let's say both the husband and the wife had hakazad dam, and then that the husband the children will have this uh, parasite in their brain. It's only to where they had tashmish right after bloodletting without eating anything in between. If they tasted something in between, there is no problem. What are the signs of somebody that has this ra'atan, this parasite in his head? What are the uh, symptoms? So the Kabbalah says, Dalfan His eyes are tearing. His nose is running. And his mouth is drooling saliva. And the bugs, which means the bees are flying uh, around him and uh, next to him. So that's already a sign that he has zivuvin, as she says. The flies, kiruchin, aharava following him. Umay So what's the uh, cure? How do you cure somebody from this sada'atan? Amarabaye pila. So that she says it's a type of uh, herb. Pennyroyal. Okay, calling it pennyroyal. Viludna. No? Like a mint. Okay. It's like pennyroyal. Pila is more like na'na. It's like a mint. Like a ludna. It's wormwood. Wormwood. Girda de egoza. That she says that's the peel of a uh, egoz. That's a uh, walnut. The peel of the uh, walnut tree. The girda de ashpa. That's uh, okay. Of a hide, some say ashkafta. That's the uh, from the hide, what they peel off from the animal. That's uh, part of that. The Khalil Malka. That she says that's called habaselit. Okay, lily. Umatchila dekla simka. So that she says that is the uh, red dates. So you're taking like the uh, peel that's around the red dates. Now what do you do with all these ingredients? So you cook them all together. 
And you bring the uh, guy into a house that's made out of marble, as she says, which means it's a solid house where no wind is able to penetrate into the house. You bring him into a house that's uh, fortified where no wind can come in. If you can't find a marble house, uh, so you take him to a house that is built with seven bricks deep and one ariha and half a brick. So there was seven and a half bricks uh, deep. Uh, Rashi tells us over here, which means it's thick. Seven bricks, you know, back to back to each other. Lebena and a half a brick. So seven bricks. So therefore, basically, it's twenty-one tefahim plus another one and a half. So twenty-two and a half tefahim. Seven and a half bricks. Each brick bringing three tefahim, and then Ariah is bringing is a half a brick. So therefore, it's twenty-two and a half tefahim thick in its wall. I mean, the point is, so the the wind is not good for this guy. So if you want to bring it in this uh, fortified house, venatil. And you pour this 300 cups of this mixture on top of his head Until the top of his head becomes soft And then after it softens the top of his head You cut open his uh, brain And you bring uh, four um, hadasim, uh, myrtle branches, hadasim, tarfe, like uh, branches of the hadas, umadle kolhad and you lift up this parasite, you lift up the legs of the parasite, umotiv had vishakil bitsavta, which means you lift up the legs and you put the hadas uh, underneath, so now it grabs onto the hadas. And then you take a uh, like a stick and you draw the parasite out of the uh, patient's uh, head. Now she says, This uh, is this mixture you pour on his head. His skull becomes softened as a result. So it's easy to cut it with a knife. Uh, and then tarfe alin. Uh, four, three, four had uh, things. You lift the leg of the sheritz, and you put it underneath uh, its leg. Because we're worried that when you're going to take him, what's going to happen? He's going to hold on to the, he's going to cling on to the brain, and he's going to puncture a hole into the membrane of the brain. So therefore, you just lift his leg up gently, and you stick the hadas underneath. So therefore, if anything, you cling on to the hadas, and therefore you just uh, you pull him out. The kalile, and then not finished. You have to burn it. Why? The ilo, because you're not going to burn it. Hadar and lavet, it's going to come right back to him. It goes back to specifically him. And as she says, the ilo imlo yislefinu yachzor alav. Okay, so therefore you have to be careful. Makriz Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yohanan would announce izaru mizibube shel baalir atan. As she says, zibuvin ashuknim alav. These uh, flies that fly around this guy with the baalir atan, be careful. Kashot lavi oto cholal ishahir. Keep away from those bugs. Those bugs also uh, can bring the disease on him as well. It means that, ah, lo abayativ bezikeh. 
Rashi says, Which means if let's say the wind was blowing and there was a guy that had the atan, he wouldn't go uh, in a place where the wind was uh, blowing on both of them because he didn't want to get the disease from the guy that had the ra'atan. Rabil Azar lo ayil Okay, he would not go into the same uh, tent that uh, guy who had the ra'atan. Rabbi Amir, Rabbi Aser, lo avu They would not eat from the eggs which means if let's say there was a certain guy uh, that lived in the uh, in the mavui in the, uh, the alley the complex right so they wouldn't eat from the eggs that came from such a uh, such a such a neighbor such a, such an area because already the guy can affect the uh, can affect the eggs he stood right next to them. He put them next to him, these guys. He said, Torah protects us. I'm not worried. I'm studying Torah. The disease will not come. And he said, which is the Torah brings hen upon a person, it brings charm upon a person. If you tell me the people that study Torah, the Torah puts a certain charm on the person. Agune, lo magna. Where is it? It's not going to shield them. So obviously, if it's giving a person hen, it's going to protect them also from uh, from the diseases. When the Yeshua ben Nevi, his came his time to leave this world. So they told uh, the Malachamavit, Zil Avid Le Riuteh. They told the Malachamavit, or he told the Malachamavit, or did I? Shamayim told the Malachamavit, go do, uh, go do what we have to do, which means uh, go bring, uh, yeah, go bring the Biosho Ben Nevi and uh, do what he wants. Let's, let's, let's listen to what he asks you. Avid Le Riuteh. Ta'asilo Ratzon. Do his will. Azarat Khazir. So the Malachamavit comes to Biosho Ben Nevi. So the do me a favor. Show me my spot. I want to see before you take me. Show me my spot in Ganeida. I want to see where, where where I'm going. So the Malachamavit says, uh, okay, fine. So he says, listen, on the way up, give me a knife. I don't want you to hold your knife. Why? You're going to scare me on the way up. You're taking me up there with the knife in your hand. I don't want to be scared on the way up there. So therefore, give, give me, I want to hold on to your knife. So the Malachamavit gave the weapon. So when they got to Ganaidin, so he he like looked over the fence, he climbed over the fence there, they lifted him up so he could see exactly uh, his spot. So uh, he showed him Shavar over the. Uh, okay, he jumped, which he, he lifted him up over the wall like. And they jumped over the wall. Nafal Gisa. He fell over to the other side. So now he's in Ganaidin alive. <laughs> so the Satan held him from his uh, coat. And he's holding on to him that he shouldn't stay there. He's holding on to his coat. He says, listen, I swear I'm not coming out. I'm staying in here. So now, Borei Olam said... 
If in his life he ever broke a swear, so then already we take him out, which means that we're not going to take the swear because swear is not important. If he ever nullified his shivua, so then already he has no right to make a swear, and then we bring him out. But if not, he made a shivua. He always kept his word. So we, we, we're, we're going to allow him to keep his word again over here as well. Amaleh, <coughs> so the Satan now tells the Yeshua, uh, have the sakinai. Okay, can I have my knife back at least? Can I have my uh, weapon? Lo <laughs> avakeya He didn't want to give it back to him. He's finished. I'm not, I'm not giving you back the knife. He doesn't want anybody to die anymore. Finished. He, he took it. What's all it? Nafkat batkala. So a batkol came out. The Amra and said, Le Listen, give him his knife back. Listen, he's not finished his work yet. The people still need him, which means the Satan has his work still cut out. Other people need him. Right, and therefore, while the Satan wasn't able to get you, but other people, uh, he has a uh, business to, uh, to take care of. Fine. Makhriz Eliyahu Kameso. Eliyahu Navi announced uh, in front of the Bioshom and Navi. Prepare a place for Bani prepare a place for Bani Azal Ben Yuhai. Oh, so Ben Yuhai. Pizza. He was sitting on. Uh, Thirteen layers. Chairs of fine gold. Okay, fine gold. L- thrones, let's say. Uh, fancy chairs of, we say, tachtites, uh, gold, you tell me? Chairs of gold. Okay, pizza gold. Are you, uh, He says, uh, yes. So the Bishon asks him, Was there ever a rainbow in your time? When you're living, was there a rainbow? So he said, yes, there was a rainbow in my time. He says, So if that's the case, you're not which means, Which means that, uh, that announcement that Lianav, he just made for you, oh, so open a place for Badivae, you don't deserve such a thing. She says, which means, because the rule is that the rainbow is a sign that God wants to destroy the world. Mm-hmm. If there's a sadiq in the generation, the sadiq protects the generation. And if, if there was a rainbow in your time, yeah, you don't deserve this item. So the Gemara says, Velahi. Really, it wasn't true. There was no rainbow in the Yeshua's time. Uh, he said, I don't want to brag. And therefore he was humble. And that was the Yeshua ben last test. To see, uh, even when he was in Gerahidin, to see if he's going to let the Ga'ava get to him. No, he didn't say it. He just, he just said, uh, he said, just to be humble in front of the Yeshua ben Yochai. Comes again what says, Rabbi Hanina bar Papa, Rabbi Hanina bar Papa, Shush Hava. He was a Yeshua ben Nevi's. I'm sorry. He was friendly with the Malach Mavit, as she says. Shush bin Ohavo, Viragil so Malach Mavit. Malach Mavit would, uh, you know, frequently uh, visit him. Kiava kani hanavshe. So when uh, came the time for Rabbi Hanina bar Papa to die, 
אמרנו לאלה מלאכה מוות, so they told the מלאכה מוות again, זיר עביד לריעותה, הרי דו, go do his will. עזר לגבי, so he came in front of the rabbi, והתחזר ל... he appeared. אמר ל... says listen, שבקת לטין יום, give me 30 more days, עד מהדעת תלמודיי, I need to review, like חזרה on the שס, on my learning. באמרי, because the people say, אשרי מי שבא לכאן, ותלמודו בידו. Fortune is a person that comes in and he has his uh, Talmud in his hand, which means that he knows his learning. So if I, I need 30 days to make a Chazara. Uh, Good. Shafke, so he left him. Bebatata tinyumin, after 30 days, Azalat Hazeli. So the Malachalavit came back to him. Amar le, Ahavili Dukhtai. Same thing, he says, show me my place where I'm going to be. Amar le, Lachai, he says, fine. Amar le, Ahavli Sakinach, Dilma Mavit le, Beurha. So I guess, give me a knife, because uh, you, you might scare me on the, uh, on the way. So he tells him, What, do you want to do like uh, Rabbi Yoshua ben Nevi did? Because the Mahalina always said was friendly with Rabbi Yoshua ben Nevi. So he says, what, you want to do to me what, 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 what Rabbi Yoshua ben Nevi did to me over there? You're going to jump in, you're going to end it alive over there and steal my knife over there? So he says, which means, go bring a uh, Sefer Torah and see if there's an item in the Sefer Torah that I did not, uh, that I did not fulfill. So Amar Deh, so he tells me, Satan, Mi ikhlechat bebaaleh ratan v'asikat batorah? Okay, did you do like in Yeshua, that you were so into the learning that you used to attach yourself to the baaleh, you used to attach yourself to the baaleh ratan, and you used to study Torah, and he said the Torah is going to protect him, which means you're right, you kept the whole Torah. But the Bishobin was on a different Madriga. He already was able to go study next to these sick people over there, and they, the Torah protected him. And even so, the Gemara says, when would it be, uh, the Papa died, there was a certain fire that came in front of his kever. Uh, that separated between Rabbi uh, Hanina and everybody else. Hanina everybody else. The Gemini, I think what it says, the law of Sikh Amudad Nura era lehad bedara, or letrem bedara, which means this only happens to one or two people in the generation that the fire comes down. Nobody was able to come close to the uh, coffin. The fire came down and separated between everybody else and the coffin. Karav legaber Rabbi Alexandri. So the Vaxandi wanted to come close to the Kevin. Amar Kavod Hakamim. So he said, Let me come close, do it for the sake of the Kavod of the Hakamim. No Ashkah. Then was the fire stayed there. Do it for the sake of your father's Kavod. So he comes along and says, No Ashkah. That she says, so we could uh, bury you, so we can take care of you, so we can eulogize you, so we, we take it close to the uh, kevet. Istalik, so the uh, fire went away. So you see, Amar uh, I'm sorry, so the, well, you see why, how great, even though he wasn't able to go to Gana'ed and alive, but you see, things happened to him that happened to only one or two people in the generation. So comes Gemara and says, Amar uh, which means like this, as she says, this, this pillar that came in front of the rabbi, 
which is the reason why uh, the rabbis weren't able to get close to it because this is coming to push away people that did not fulfill the Torah like he did which means he kept the Torah meticulously and therefore the fire over there keeps away people that did not keep the Torah as, uh, as he did he says no <laughs> says, no, the fire is keeping uh, guys like you away from the Kevir. You didn't build a parapet for your roof. Which is a trust, you got to build a ma'akeh. got to build a fence to protect people from falling off the fence. So you are here, you have a fence. You mean he's worried about guys like you that don't fulfill the mitzvot. Forget about that, and I'm meticulous in uh, every letter. What about people that are blatantly transgressing the uh, Torah? You didn't put a ma'akeh over your fence. Kamara says, Velohi. It's not so. Meheva hava. Really, he had a ma'akeh on his uh, roof. However, ve'ishata hu deshad yazika. What happened was a wind came and blew it off. So therefore, for a little while, it uh, wasn't Abayir's uh, fault. Amar of Hanina, in How come we don't have these guys with the parasites in uh, Bavir? It says, They eat turnips, and they drink beer, Hizmi. Hizmi is a type of, uh, she says, Kishut is a hops that grow in the uh, Hizmi by the thorns. How come there's no people with leprosy in Babel? They eat turnips, they drink beer, and they bathe in the Euphrates River.